HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. I'm Ethan Frisch for Heritage Radio Network on tour here at the Good Food Mercantile in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, This coverage is supported in part by the Julia Child Foundation for Gastronomy and the Culinary Arts. I'm really excited to be sitting with Ellen Lee Allen, who is a senior marketing manager at at the Acme Fish Corp, a Brooklyn institution. Ellen, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. So tell me, what what is Acme and, and what is its history in Brooklyn? So Acme is a fourth-generation family-owned company. It's been around since 1906, and it was started by Harry Brownstein, who was an immigrant from Russia, who was basically a, what we call a wagon jobber. He would sell smoked fish from a push cart, to, and he would pick it up from smokehouses and sell it to appetizing stores. And then in 1954, he um, established a smokehouse with his son in Greenpoint a few blocks away from here. And since then, it's grown to the largest smoked fish manufacturer. You know, we're the leading manufacturer in smoked fish products. Um, we do everything from cold smoked products, hot smoked, um, herrings, salads, etc. As Adam likes to say, if it's got fins, we smoke it. <laughs> and you came from a, a career in big corporate advertising. How did you make the switch to, to work for Acme? So I've always been, I worked in advertising for about 12 years, and I love marketing. I love, you know, um, building brands, um, establishing them, growing them, et cetera. And I worked at some of the most sophisticated, you know, companies um, like Procter & Gamble and Mars and so forth. Um, But I've always loved food. It's always been my passion. So I went back and got a master's in food studies at NYU, and basically I wanted to combine my expertise in marketing with food and really, you know, work in a category that I'm passionate about and that I think has is is extremely exciting and and it's you know it's, it's an amazing taste and it's it's everything that I've always wanted to do. And what are your what are your thoughts on smoked salmon? What was it about about Acme and and their product line that that drew you? So. I love the product. I think it's so delicious. It's like one of my favorite foods. Um, I eat it, you know, the traditional way with a bagel and lox and all the trimmings, but I also love to snack on it. We're also coming up with new product innovations that are exciting that are not just for, you know, your Sunday brunch. Um, I just think it's it's the texture, it's buttery, it's silky, the smokiness. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's one of my favorite foods. And that was one of the reasons I wanted to work at Acme. 
and and doing marketing for a, an old company, an established company, uh, one that's pretty closely associated with a very specific style of eating that you, you just mentioned, the, the you know the Jewish appetizing brunch. How do you how do you stay ahead of trends or, or keep up with trends? How do you uh, make sure that a company like Acme is, is is not left in the dust. Right. So we listen to our customers, our consumers. We keep our ears open. We look at trends that are happening. Um, we have our own research and development um, group that also, you know, tests new ideas. Um, for example, the poke, we have a smoked fish. We have our own version of poke, which is with smoked fish salmon instead of regular salmon. Um, and that was something that actually started with internally with one of our, um, I don't know if you know about Fish Friday, we have a Fish Friday outlet, and we have a Fish Friday specials every Friday, and um, Gary, who's in charge of that, was experimenting with making smoked salmon poke, and we saw that this was an emerging trend, so we came up with our own version of smoked salmon poke. So. You know, it's a variety of factors. We, you know, look at what's new, what's trending, what people want, um, what, you know, people may not know they want, but find, you know, desirable later on. So, and then we do a lot of uh, taste testing, which is the most fun part of the job. That sounds really tough. Would you would you walk us through the the process of fish arriving at the factory? What happens? How does it get smoked? How does it get Dry, like what? What's that whole process from from receiving a fish to to a finished product? Sure. So it's actually it's a it's a very um, traditional method. We're doing it the way from the turn of the century. Um, obviously, we have improved our food safety standards, but basically, it's a very um, you have a few steps. You when you draw fish comes into the factory, we process it. We you know we fillet it. Um, then it goes into the curing step where we put salt on it. And depending on the size of the fish, it cures from a few hours to a few days. Then after that, we um, dry it and we um, smoke it. And the smoking, again, depending on the size of a fish, will take you know, from a few hours to you know, overnight, etc. Um, in cold smoking, it remains at a temperature below around 70 degrees. Um, when you hot smoke it, it actually, we cook it at a much higher temperature and it actually changes the texture of the fish so it becomes more firm and flaky. Um, but basically those are the main steps of making smoked fish. Um, it's, and we use our old family recipe that's been around for over 100 years. Uh, there's, I think there's a fair amount of confusion about locks as a, a, both a general term for smoked salmon and also a particular style, is that right, of curing and smoking? Could you, could you explain that? Sure. So. What most people refer to lox is actually smoked salmon. So lox is only brined, and it's very salty. Smoked salmon is actually cured, brined, and then smoked. With um, our, we use our a blend of American hardwoods. Um, smoked salmon is not as salty as lox. So when people refer to lox, they're they're usually referring to smoked salmon. What's what are some of the the craziest, most creative uses you've seen for some of your products? Huh, that's a good question. Um, some people have, well, I don't know if it's crazy, but um, people sometimes use it as a salad topper. Um, 
you know, and it's and you have the the texture with the greens and the silkiness. It tastes better with the with the hot smoked salmon, I think, than the cold smoked. Um, hmm, it's crazy. I'm not sure. Well, you you have a new you have a, a new product that you're calling a smoked salmon candy. Is that right? Would you tell us about that and maybe walk us through the 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 research process to to come up with that new product? So we have our version. So at um, Salmon candy has been around in the Pacific Northwest for a very long time. Um, it's it's usually um, something that people brine it with brown sugar and then smoke it. So we were experimenting with our own version. We wanted to come up with a new snack product, for example. And um, we double smoke ours, which is different from other products that exist out there. And we use a planet candy, which has a higher... It's a more moist, higher moist content, so it's a little bit more succulent. So um, we were basically experimenting in the test kitchen in terms of, you know, hey, we have this cold smoke product, and how do we improve it? So we decided to hot smoke it also. So that's how we came up with our version of our, what we call our candied salmon. And what's uh, the intended use? How do you expect people are going to be eating that uh, salmon, the candied salmon? So it's a great snack. Um, we've been gobbling it up in the test kitchen, <laughs> just you know, eating it by itself. Um, some people are using it as salad toppers. Um, some people are using it as a, as the replacement for bacon as a BLT um, with eggs um, with on their protein balls. It's really the combinations are op- wide open for people to experiment with. For the most part, you're primarily a, a wholesale supplier. You have products in certain stores and you also supply uh, some bagel shops and other places can you can you tell us a little bit about where to find your product sure you can find our products at um, for example so at appetizing stores like Barton and Greengrass um, Zabar's um, you can also find our packaged products at Whole Foods Market for example Kroger's um, Citarella uh, I'm trying to think. Should I stick, should I stick to the metropolitan area? Um, so it's Stop and Shop, D'Agostino. So any major retailer carries Acme products. Have you uh, had to, as I guess as you've expanded outside of the New York area and started to sell into to parts of the country that may not have the same tradition of smoked salmon that we do here in New York, how have you changed or adapted your marketing to reach that wider audience that doesn't have the context that we do? So that's a good question. For example, in the Midwest with Kroger, they were intrigued by our pokey product. So they loved our pokey product first, and then they started purchasing that. And then from there, they discovered that we also made smoked salmon and hot smoked salmon and all that. And then they started... Um, buying our cold smoked salmon and then branched into our hot smoked products also. So um, it's interesting that our newer products are sometimes the entryway to, you know, as you said, regions where people may not know, may not have a tradition of smoked salmon as much. There were, I I think at the time that Acme opened, or in, in the early days of the company, there were a lot of companies doing similar things, supplying fish to appetizing stores when there were a lot more appetizing stores in New York. Most of those companies no longer exist. Uh, what is it about Acme that has, that has that staying power that has powered the company through the decades when other similar companies have not survived? Oh. I mean, I think the owners will say it's a combination of luck, but I think it's also a 
commitment to quality. Um, the company has a very, we have very high quality standards and we stand by our products. We love our products. We make sure, you know, we taste test all our products. Um, we make sure they are safe. Um, food safety is very important to us. So um, I think a combination of those things, our commitment to excellence, quality, food safety, has allowed us to survive while others have not. And we also um, invest back in our company. We invest in our research and development. We invest and we are very uh, 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 committed to the raw material and getting the best raw material possible. So I think those are, you know, I would attribute those factors to how we have survived into this century. Would you talk a little more about that supply chain? Where do the fish come from? How, how do you source your fish? Um, and how do you tell that story to your customers? So we look for the best raw material available, whether that comes from, you know, um, Chile, where there's a lot of farm salmon, um, whether it comes from Alaska, where we get our wild um, products from, our wild fish from, or Ireland, where we get our organic salmon, for example. Um, it really, it's, it, we're not, um, I shouldn't say we're not prejudiced against any one region. We just go where we look for the best raw material and we purchase it. Um, and, um, you know, we have relationships with farmers and so forth. So it's really, um, we just look for the best available fish and then we source that and then make it into our smoked salmon product. Um, some of my favorite smoked fish products are the the other things, the white fish, the I mean sable is amazing. Tell us a little bit about the the non-salmon uh, fish that you carry. So our white fish comes from the Great Lakes. Um, it's wild also and so as our sable, um, our, our, our white fish is, is sourced from, is, is from some um, cooperatives from indigenous um, cooperatives from indigenous people and um, it's our traditional method of smoking it also it's there are no additives no preservatives I mean we brine it in salts and then we smoke it and then you know it's we have this master smoker who's been with us for decades um, so it's it's really using traditional artisanal methods and carrying on that tradition you know to um, make the product in the same quality that we was done. Um, our sable comes from Alaska, and um, I think it's, it's one of my favorite fishes also. It's so buttery and silky. It's amazing. What are some of the, the products that you carry that you feel like don't get the, the love that they deserve? Well, that's a good question. say our sockeye is a very good product also and I think sockeye is not as popular as um, I would say our regular cold smoked salmon. Um, our sockeye just actually won a Sophie Award from the Specialty Food Association and it's one of the best sockeye pro smoked sockeye products that I think are out on the market but um, it's not as well known as the other products I would say. Uh, I tried some yesterday, actually, at the Fancy Food Show at Javits Center, and it's amazing. It just melts in your mouth, this amazing combination of smoke and, and salmon flavor, and really just beautiful. Well, Ellen, thank you so much for joining me. I'm Ethan Frisch, co-host of Why Food on Heritage Radio Network, and this is Heritage Radio Network on tour. Thanks for joining. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure.